I study freak waves, and actually, I study all kinds of waves. Uh, matter waves, sound waves, water waves, vibrations, anything that undulates. And I love to study interference, diffraction, reflection, and resonance. In fact, ray tracing is the key to this. Uh, ray tracing is my passion. Uh, the connection between uh, rays that travel through uh, trajectories that mimic waves. This is not a ray tracing. This is a gorgeous experiment, a groundbreaking experiment by Bob Westervelt uh, at Harvard, imaging electron flow in a semiconductor. The whole image you see there is about a, the size of a bacterium across. If you're close, you can see there are quantum waves revealed. But the problem here is that Bob thought his apparatus was broken. He didn't know what those branches were doing there. The electrons are flowing out through this opening into a wide open space. Why shouldn't they just uniformly spread out? And it was thought that they did. And this structure, these semiconductors, are 4 degrees Kelvin and been studied in the sources of several Nobel Prizes. And it was thought that they just uniformly spread out. So Bob thought his apparatus was broken. And I realized that nobody had ever looked at this. And my passion is ray tracing, so why not? This image was made 25 years later than it should have been. Anybody could have done this. But it wasn't in fashion to do ray tracing on these semiconductors. This shows what happens when the electrons leave that opening to the, to the left there and enter this not quite nearly free space. The electrons have to find their way over a somewhat rough background. And in so doing, they experience slight deflections to the left and to the right. And what isn't obvious, but is true, is that they form these branches. And there you see it in the ray tracing. So this uh, has led to some interesting editorial progress with uh, getting the work advertised. And it led to this image, which uh, is a wide view of the electrons leaving a point uh, in the center of the image and spreading out from there. And you see this beautiful branching effect again now in all directions. Now, this kind of image is good to inspire scientists. It's good to inspire your students. It's good to inspire editors of magazines. <laughs> uh, we sent this image along to Nature magazine as a kind of a decoy, along with several others, as a possible use for their cover. We knew it was the decoy because we wanted the editor to get the idea that, oh, this looks like something organic. And nature, you know, isn't too good about physics. It's mostly about biology. The editor thought it was his idea to put this organic-looking image on the cover, which was really electron flow in a semiconductor. <laughs> well, we should be seeing this ray tracing going on in real time. In the previous picture, you saw those beautiful uh, tracing going on of the rays. And some places, there were more rays than others, more electron density. And that raised an issue which is going to come up having to do with my vacations. Uh, my wife and I love sailing. I love the physics of sailing. I love everything about sailing. And we spent three months sailing. Here we are 
This is our boat in British Columbia in Butte Inlet, gorgeous blue-green water with the glacial uh, flower coming out of the glaciers high in the mountains. And the trouble was, three months is a long time to spend every summer. How could I justify this? I had to have some way to call it work. <laughs> so uh, I found a way. Ray tracing is the answer. Uh, what you see here is an article I wrote for Cruising World magazine showing the ray tracing. The trouble with sailing up there is probably one of the most dangerous places in the world to go sailing if you don't read your tide tables carefully. The currents reach up to 20 miles an hour, and when they meet the waves coming off the Pacific, you are in real trouble. And here I wrote an article about the old sailor's adage, don't leave on the ebb tide. Uh, what you want to do is leave on the flood. That's shown on the right there. On the flood, as the waves come in from the ocean side, they refract gently to the shore, no problem. If you leave on the ebb on the left, the waves refract toward the center, get confused and concentrated in the channel, and all hell can break loose. Many, many boats have been sunk outside Campbell River uh, in British Columbia for that reason. Well, I realized on a sabbatical, reading a little bit about the oceanography literature, that the ocean is full of currents, not as fast as 19 miles an hour, a few kilometers per hour, gyres and eddies, and these refract waves. And I began to wonder about freak waves in the ocean, not tsunamis now, but the waves which actually uh, are solitary and kill ships. In a few seconds, 30 seconds, waves come over the top, ship breaks, ship sinks. You don't hear from them again. I was thought for many years that these were old sailors' tales that didn't exist, but now we have satellite imagery showing uh, waves which are, in this case, 90 feet high. So I'm going to summarize the bottom line here, uh, include the bottom line by a little summary of what we've learned so far. We have this wonderful connection between uh, rays and waves. I show it here. Uh, it's almost self-evident, right? You have the rays passing, the waves passing through a lens. You have a focal point, and then you have the ray tracing right next to it. The two inform each other tremendously. The ray tracing is much easier. Then we have this semiconductor uh, ray tracing example passing through a kind of a random field of refracting elements, like a drawer full of bad lenses. Then we have uh, this connection with waves, ocean waves, and currents refracting uh, waves, and my excuse I needed to go on vacation for three months. Uh, then we have some oceanographers realize, well, maybe, maybe this does have something to do with freak waves, but they, they use this idea of waves sort of coming in all from the same direction. They didn't know about the branching. And what was this typical theory? What was the theory of freak waves before this came along, what we did? Well, it was done by Long and Higgins, and he said, you know what? There are waves out there, and they come from different directions, but the, on average, the uniform density of energy on the oceans. Why are there freak waves? You get unlucky 
all the crests add up in the same place. It's interference. You got unlucky, all the crests came here, and you were there, unfortunately. The trouble with that is there are about 50 freak waves in the ocean out there right now. This mechanism might predict about one or two. And the satellite imagery says there are 50. So what we were able to do was combine this so-called Long and Higgins theory with the branching that I showed you. Now that means that the wave energy is not uniform. And what if you include this, okay, you had bad luck, but you're also in one of these branches. Then you get about 50 times more freak waves that way. And that was a synthesis that made the difference. This picture from Hollywood at the top is not really an exaggeration given what we know. There's a picture of a freak wave taken from a, a boat that managed to survive the event. The work was well received by the oceanography community. Uh, there's now been work with microwaves and uh, uh, experiments with freak waves in microwave cavities. Uh, we've started a little a bit of a revolution here. We discovered a new mechanism, perhaps the main mechanism, we think, by which freak waves form. And uh, we think that we can make even a prediction about when freak waves were formed, or would form. If waves are coming from a narrow range of angles, then those are most dangerous waves. They may not make you sick. On the things that make you sick are waves coming from every which way. But if they're coming from more or less the same direction, that is the worst possible situation. So we use this same phenomena to do art. I thought after the last talk, this talk should have been titled Portrait of the Scientist as an Old Man. Uh, <laughs> this, this is uh, one of my large resolution images. We've done uh, many of the images uh, and had exhibits. Always high resolution, always very large format. It's been very gratifying and good public outreach. I had a lot of fun finding this out and smooth sailing. Thank you.